Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you letting me be part of your life for a little while each week. Before we get started today, just a reminder that if you are listening around the time this comes out, the new moon is just under two weeks away on April 1st, 2022, and I'll be hosting a free live new moon meditation. The new moon is a great time to plant seeds, metaphorical seeds, uh, ideas, plans, and as the moon grows in fullness, the ideas and seeds come to fruition as well. It will be a meditation about creation, starting with a clean slate and reflection. I invite you to join me via Zoom. The link to that is in the show notes, and I'll also post it on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. The meditation will be recorded and posted on the Patreon page, and since we get a new moon every month, you can use it whenever you like. My latest full moon meditation is also there, so you can go to that link in the show notes or search Patreon and download that and other meditations and videos and such. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you might have heard me mention the concept of paired chakras. I talked a little bit about it last week and realized that it needed its own episode to really dig into what paired chakras are, how they work, why they're paired, and how you can use the pairing to help you in your healing work. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I was first introduced to the concept of paired chakras in the book, The Celtic Chakras by Ellen Sentier. It's a beautiful book about the tradition of chakras in the Celtic culture. The majority of my education comes from the Hindu traditions, and so that's a lot of what I talk about on this show, but there are mythologies and traditions from all over the world that include chakras or wheels of energy and light placed within the body. And the Celtic tradition, at least, also has seven main chakras placed nearly identically to the Hindu tradition. So it really spoke to me when I started studying it. And not just because my ethnic heritage includes that part of the world. I found the explanation of paired chakras very interesting and started to explore whether other traditions had something similar, and they do. So if you look into this on your own, and I always encourage you to do that if you're interested in learning more, you may find that some people pair the chakras differently than I'm about to. That's okay. If you find something that makes more sense to you and helps you on your journey, then by all means, use it. Today, I'm simply going to share with you what I know, what has made sense to me and in my practice. So to begin, I want to talk about a main difference between the Celtic tradition and the tradition that we talk about most. Generally, 
I talk about starting at the root chakra, at the base of the spine, and working our way up. In the Celtic world, the spiral shape is key, and that's how the journey through the chakras goes. If you think about symbols you might know from Ireland, you might picture the beautiful spiral shapes that can be found engraved into ancient stones and temples. I have a a triple spiral shape from Newgrange that I wear on a necklace regularly. So we don't start at the root here. Instead, the journey begins at the heart chakra. From there, the path spirals down to the solar plexus chakra, showing us our first pair, the heart and solar plexus chakras. Next, we spiral up to the throat chakra, then back down to the sacral chakra, creating the second pair. From the sacral chakra, the path journeys upward to the crown chakra before spiraling back down to the root, giving us the final pairing. Finally, the path then spirals back up to the third eye chakra, to the master chakra where all is balanced, where all is integrated. The third eye chakra has no pair, but is considered the place where the duality of the chakras, the light and shadow sides, the masculine and feminine energy, the overactive and underactive are merged into wholeness. That's the spiral path of the chakras and how we find the pairings that we're going to talk about today. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. The first pairing along the path is the heart and solar plexus chakras, and it is called the path of the heart or the path of vocation. If you remember from any earlier episodes, the heart chakra is the seat of love, giving and receiving love, self-love, self-acceptance, and the holder of your heart's truth, your path. In the Hindu tradition, it's called your dharma, your soul purpose. When we first start to have the feeling that we are are meant for something, that we have a calling, we first start to have stirrings in the heart about what we should be doing with our lives. This is the awakening of the heart, the beginning of the movement of energy in the spiritual path. The solar plexus is responsible for our actions, our movements in the physical world. A balanced solar plexus chakra helps us take action toward our highest good, toward that soul purpose 
toward what we should be doing with our lives according to our heart's truth. This is why the two are paired in this system and why they impact each other so strongly. The pairing is called the path of vocation. And a lot of times we think of vocation as being our job, what we do for a living. And there's nothing exactly wrong with that definition, but we can also think of it as something larger. A vocation is something that you're called to do, something that you're particularly good at or suited to. It's not just a profession, something you stumble into to pay the bills and end up doing for 20 years. It's a calling. And I want to be clear, having a profession or a job that pays your rent and puts food on the table is a fantastic thing. I'm <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, absolutely no shame in making a living however you see fit. But for our purposes today, we want to talk about the thing that calls to you, that keeps popping up in your heart and mind, the, the things that it seems like you absolutely must do. It fills your heart and soul in a way that other things just don't. Other activities just don't come close to making you this happy, even when the activity itself is difficult. There's a satisfaction, a sense of fulfillment found only in this, your vocation. And it could be anything. And honestly, I don't care or really think it matters if you get paid for it or not. I mean, of course, it would be amazing if you did, if it was the thing that filled your heart and filled your bank account. But my point is, it doesn't have to be your vocation to be your heart's path. Some people feel called to be healers and they go into nursing. Other people are called to be healers and they go into energy healing and work on friends and family without ever making it a career. Your heart's path, the path of vocation, isn't related to money necessarily is all I'm saying. For example, I did chakra work and this podcast for a very long time before there was any money involved. I, I did it because I knew I was meant to be doing it, and it filled my soul. When the heart's truth informs our actions, that's when the heart and solar plexus chakras are balanced, not just within themselves, but also with each other. In the Celtic chakra tradition, the balancing is addressed with the image of a cauldron specifically called the cauldrons of posy, and there are three of them, one for each chakra pairing. The cauldron of vocation is one, and as the chakras get more balanced and more integrated with each other in their pairing, the cauldron fills, allowing us to use the energy created to its fullest extent. So, if we imagine that when we begin in this life, uh, our vocational cauldron is turned upside down with its opening facing the earth. Anything that is within falls out. When we start to feel that heart stirring, when we start to sit quietly and listen to what our heart chakra is trying to tell us, 
we can start to feel uncomfortable. You wouldn't think that the first feeling would be discomfort, but sometimes it is. That's the sensation of the cauldron beginning to turn upright. And we can be uncomfortable because it's likely that our actions aren't matching our truth. And whether we're consciously aware of it or not, that causes distress, low-level unhappiness, even if it looks like we have everything and that our lives should be perfect. If we never awakened to our heart chakras, the cauldron would never start to move and we might not feel that discomfort. But we might also not ever experience the complete joy and fulfillment that the balanced pairing could bring us. When our hearts and solar plexus chakras become aligned, then the cauldron is upright and able to be filled, filled with joy and love and a sense of being complete. And what's fun is that if we start to stray from our heart path, because sometimes that happens, life changes, our circumstances change, and we can feel forced to move away from our heart's path. But if we stray that sensation that something isn't quite right can come back. The cauldron can tip onto its side. It's also possible that our heart's truth expands to include new things. And that can generate emotional distress until we right the cauldron. Actually, I, I find that for myself and for my coaching clients, these are some of the most useful feelings. They're little flags, uh, guideposts that help us see where the path is again, or if there's a new part to it that we didn't see before. And again, to be perfectly clear, this can be about a job or profession or life's work, but it doesn't have to be. You have to listen to your heart chakra and take action from your solar plexus chakra to know where your path of the heart, your path of vocation leads. It could be a life of spiritual contemplation, could be being a parent, doing volunteer work, whatever it is, we look to the heart, the first chakra on the Celtic spiral path to help show us the way. In this tradition, without the integration of these two chakras, we will struggle to take the next steps to fill the next cauldron. And yes, I still believe that root work is vital and builds a strong foundation, but I'm open to the idea that we can start with the heart. I've actually worked with a few clients who have started here and made tremendous strides in their lives. So if the root work is filling you, wonderful. Maybe finding your authentic self is your heart's path right now, but no matter the tradition you follow or combine all of them or pick and choose for that matter, eventually most of us reach a point where the work moves from being all about us to a broader understanding of the whole of humanity. When we start at the root, that sense starts to kick in at the heart chakra and develops through the upper chakras. So I don't think it's surprising at all that so many people 
when they start to follow their heart's path, the path of vocation, the integration of the heart and solar plexus chakras, the journey starts being about more than just ourselves. Uh, As Ellen Sentier says in her book, we need the path of the heart in order to achieve the path of wisdom. The path of the heart is about commitment, committing ourselves to working with other world, not just putting our own interests first. Once we begin to think beyond ourselves, we can get a deeper and broader view of our place in the general scheme, see how our actions affect everything else, and so learn to be careful. I think this is a beautiful description. We work on ourselves. We do the inner work. And naturally, we start to see the outer work as well. The change in the world that happens as a byproduct of the work we do to balance our own chakras, our own energy. I thought I was going to be able to get to all three pairings in one episode, but evidently I have a lot more to say than I realized. So we'll go ahead and and break this into smaller pieces. Probably best. Uh, especially if you've not heard of this concept before, or you've mostly been working on your root chakra, since that's the common place to start. I don't think you need to abandon that work, but if you're struggling or you feel like you're, you're putting in so much effort and not seeing the results that you're looking for, maybe uh, another approach like this Celtic tradition is worth trying. I certainly love this perspective, and I can tell you from personal experience that it's a lot easier to live authentically and with confidence in your right to be yourself and and deeply know that you are valuable and worthy when your actions are lined up with your life purpose. It removes a lot of doubt and self-questioning. So consider, consider doing some of the heart and solar plexus work we've talked about today. Listen to that quiet voice. Or for some of you, it's a loud voice that you're just ignoring, isn't it? If you if you have a knowing, a sense, pay attention to it and explore it. It doesn't have to be perfect or even right the first time. You may try several things until you find it, especially if you're not practiced in following your own heart, if you've been following someone else's path for your life for years. But try some things that you think might fill your soul, that might be your path of vocation. Because even if it isn't exactly right, the act of listening to your heart, the act of taking action to follow your truth, will start to balance these two chakras, will start getting them aligned with each other. And that could make all the difference in your life. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. Remember to join me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach to keep in touch. And for more information about the new moon meditation and all the other things that I've got going on, you can message me there, of course. Or if you prefer email, just reach out to Sarah at 
yourchakracoach.com and I'll get back to you. You can also check out my website if you like. That's uh, yourchakracoach.com. Spring is upon us in the Northern Hemisphere, so it's a wonderful time to be finding new truths, new growth, and to reach out into the world after months of internal reflection and planning. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking with you next week. Bye.